music it makes. Welcome to the wonderful weird world of the slanted hallway. We have an exciting tale for you tonight, listener. And by you, I think you know who I am, meaning you cretin, you horrid beast of excess and glut, forever stained with the shame in the eyes of society and in the eyes of Jehovah. Sorry, that was a special message for my son. I wanted to fit in before starting this one. Tonight's story comes from the horror writer H.P. Lovecraft's cousin's Kevin's boyhood journal, which includes a number of horror tales, including this one, and a list of the top ten cutest girls attending St. Garfield's Elementary. We don't have time for the full list uh, and the story, so here's the top three in ascending order. Michelle Clankerford, Uma Stanford, and number one, Stephanie Burkhart, she is nowhere near as cute as the adorable Braun LeMay. This list needs some major edits. While I sit here reimagining the cuteness of dead nine-year-olds from centuries gone by, enjoy the slanted hallway's adaptation of the soot over Inn's mouth. Inn's, Inn's mouth, all right. September 29, 1929. My dearest stepfather, Reggie, I'm sending this letter to... Hmm. Let me try a quick edit there. My beloved almost daddy, Reginald. That's better. I'm typing this letter to you in hopes that you will be able to warn the proper authorities. For my efforts keep getting thwarted repeatedly by my own apparent insanity and also my inability to admit that I am insane, which is in fact not true. I have so much sanity, I'm just giving it away to the birds, including those big purples with all the personality. In any case, I still need your help convincing the police of the horrible truth I have discovered about the New England town of Innsmouth, about the impending threat of foreign invaders, but not the kind like when a bunch of Mounties come down from Montreal to beat up on a bunch of our American officers in a classic display of Canadian maple rage. No, these invaders come from above the ground, if you catch my meaning. I suppose I'm rambling now. If so, type yes to have me continue. Come to think of it, that might not work out, since I'm the only one typing. In any case, the best place to start would be from the very beginning. Thousands of years ago, the universe was but vapors and godworms that someday would create gravity and some palm trees for the Garden of Eden. Maybe that's too far back. It all started for me, like most great tales, on a bus. Ah, uh, this is the 315 to Augusta, right? Well, all right, sorry. 
I've been driving so long, I'm starting to remember some bad lives. Tell me, you're not Athenian, are you? King Xerxes has proclaimed all of Greece belongs to the Persian. No, no, I'm not an Athenian. I just want to take the boss, thank you. Oh, okay. Well, please stand behind the yellow line, but never cross the thin blue line over there. Hey, 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 hey. I'm looking at you, Officer Morris. Sorry. <laughs> I'd settle in there, pal. Augusta is at least 3,000 leagues from us, give or take if we're taking a sea bus. Oh, well, that's quite all right. I'm not going all the way to Augusta. Also, the name's not pal, it's Thomas. Thomas Smotherford III. Ah, a real Smothers boy. Your family has been quite the historical fixture here in beautiful gray-skied, godless New England. Didn't one of your ancestors invent the stainable tablecloth? Oh, yeah. My great-great-aunt Dixie had the patent on that. Unfortunately, it was lost, along with her, after the town burned her at the stake. Being excessively gabby at social events and whatnot. Also, she did burn down a church for a satanic ritual. How tragically unavoidable. I guess, in any case, Tommy, if you're not going to Augusta, you're on the wrong bus. There's only one other stop on this line, but no one ever gets off at it. In's mouth, yes. I know, but I intend to anyway. Wow. Hold up there, Smotherford. I might have a screw or two loose in this skull of mine, but I knows not to stay in that town for too long. There's a dark wooju about it and its townspeople. No, I'm sorry. Did, did you say knows or knows? Funny you should ask. I said nose, but I meant nose. Uh, you see, I like to believe that the English language is constantly evolving and changing. Oh, yeah. I love drinking milk, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, homonyms can be fun, I know. But what else can you tell me about In's mouth? You see... I'm on the final leg of my study abroad trip, and I wanted to visit the old original settler villages, and uh, that's the last one on my list. There's very little history written, and I figured a visit in person and interacting with the locals would be extremely resourceful for my anthropology paper I'm turning in next semester. How annoying are seagulls to drunk New Englanders? Listen here, Tommy. If you want some advice from a wizened bus driver with a multiple past lives disorder, now I'm Sally, I would get off this bus right now and wait nine hours for the same bus to take you back to where you came from. Now I'm the bus driver again. I ain't a superstitious type of character, but let me tell you, In's mouth got a bad cloud hanging over it, and any fella with sense knows to stay away. Utter pish posh. The only cloud hanging over here is ignorance. And I will dispel all this natural hobo-jobo nonsense with pure Christian science. It is obvious God is angry at the people of this village, and I intend to find out why. Well, all right. Can't say I didn't warn you. Well, dear listeners, our protagonist, Thomas Motherfoot, is afoot on a perilous journey into the unknown, as he is also a full-body bounding forth into the very mapped regions of the slanted hallway. 
That's really all I had to say. Honestly, I didn't have to interrupt the narrative like that, but I was getting a little bored listening to them talk about wordplay. What bus driver has ever cared about homonyms? My Uncle Larry was a bus driver, and all he did was take part in the time-honored tradition of staring off into space with a bottle of Ripple in hand after a 19-hour shift. And now he's dead. The story continues. Well, here's your stop, Tommy. If you want to get settled in, I know an inn. And in with two ends, a block over there towards Main Creepy Street. Thank you. That's very helpful to know. Here, take this crucifix to go with that cross on your neck. It shall protect you, or cancel out the power of the other. So, actually, here's a second crucifix, just in case. Oh, also, here's a little idol of St. Jerome and a ring of Baphomet. Oh, and here's a Venus of Willendorf. And a gun. Well, hold up. I don't have anything to protect myself with. This will give me back all that Well, all right. I guess that settles things. Wish me luck. No way, Jose. Okay, then. Let's make our way over to the Inn's Mouth Inn. Strange it's only 1 p.m. and there's no one out doing towny things. Stranger more, it's already dark here. So many chimneys in this village, it's it's covering the sun with clouds of soot. Hello, Governor. Wow, who said that? I heard it from one of those roofs. I, I must be hearing things. Yes, I should make my way over. Perhaps with haste. Customer, it's been so long. Please come in, come in. How may I help you today? Hello, yes. I'm very interested in a stay of the night here, if there are any rooms available. Why, we have plenty of vacancies available. Let us get you checked in. Here, sign in on our guest book. As you wish. a signature. <laughs> I'm not sure if you need to make the letters so large, but it sure does look pretty. Well, I do fancy myself a writer, and you shouldn't have left so many blank pages for me to fill. I take that as a kind of challenge. Smotherford. <gasps> I haven't heard that name in a long time round these parts. You know, New Scotland. Yes, I'm quite aware that my family has some of his... Wait, did you say New Scotland? Surely you mean New England. Aye, aye. 
Now, is that a yes or a no? Nay, it's both. This section of the countryside is so old but new, it's more like ancient Scotland. You see, they invented toilet paper, don't you know? Yes, thank you. I know enough history of the Scots and their wonderful paper. To be frank, I would rather learn more about this village and its... Listen, I'm going to stay the innkeeper, but tell you a couple things, Frank. First off, you should get out of this town as soon as you humanly can, and don't even stay the night. There's a dark secret that haunts this place that I dare not speak aloud. Second, before you run out of this inn, make sure to grab something from our gift shop over here. Remember your brief visit from the Innsmouth Inn. Come, come, see what we have. We have mugs that say, stay away from Innsmouth until I have my coffee. Uh, it's a favorite. We also have, I ran away from Innsmouth and all I got was this lousy t-shirt hats. Yeah, that was a misorder, but, you know, what can you? And here we have pens with little bikini ladies, and when you turn them on this way, the ladies get covered in suit. Ain't that something? All right, all right, yeah, that's enough. Now, you're the second person to warn me about this place and try to pawn a bunch of junk on me as well, and I'm already sick of it. I want some answers about In's mouth. No, no, no. I really mustn't, but, oh, you twisted my arm hard enough. We also sell these pamphlets. So you're wondering why this place is cursed? The Innsmouth Dilemma. Well, let me read through this then. Welcome to the wonderfully cursed Innsmouth. We have fun and games, okay. Elder gods, okay. Faustian bargain with evil creatures, all right. Ancient race of chimney sweeps that control the village. Well, that printer screwed up another batch of Taurus products here, too. This makes little to a very slim margin of sense. Ah! I've been struck in the scalp! Oh, going faint. I'm about to pass out and not be able to give you any more useful information on your quest for answers. No, no, stop. You're still very conscious. You can tell me what is wrong with this print job. You gets, you're right. Let me just wipe the blood from my face and say, never go through a friend of a friend for a major print job like this. Uh, this is outrageous. Who just keeps throwing rocks at the inn's keeper? Not rocks. Cool. Remember to recommend the Innsmouth Inn to all your friends and family to avoid it. Oh. Uh, this is insanity. But if college has taught me anything, it's to remain superior and smug in the face of the unknown. I must find the source of the coal being flung. Then act unsurprised and pompous like I knew all along. Higher learning hall! Well, that was somewhat pointless. I was hoping if I came out running through the village doing high knees, the coal-throwing culprits would make themselves visible. e drats. Hello, Governor. Wow. Who said that? Show your collective selves. Oh, uh, looky. All tucked out from a dim dam dum run around Owen's mouth. You're right. His bacon and eggs must be all wibbly and down, down, down in his nibblies. Oh, I run, Tam. 
Be careful with the ribbon and pork or you might find yourself in some barney rubble. Sorry, McCavity. Good heavens. What horrid coal-covered creatures are you? What? Owe me so many pardons to you, me love. We didn't mind to hold you up in the shot of the seat. I'm McCavity, and this be my china plate, run tam slugger. We be humble simney sweets. Plates of meat and Lionel sweet, it's a pleasure to meet ya. What terrible parodies of human beings. Not that I'm surprised. In fact, I always knew that it was you two who were chasing me around this town. Cream cracker and knacker, this milk thinks we're the only sweeps sulking around this old village. Quite frankly, I'm a little bronze and least about your human parody remarks. Can't you tell I'm a beautiful little lady? Then why do you have a full beard and are clearly a 35-year-old man? 34! And fair enough, you figure out my daffodown dilly jack and nori, but how else am I supposed to move these Girl Scout biscuits? Well, here's your problem, Run. These are all just dosy doughs what happened to all the more favourable biscuits. I ate them all, McCavity, on account we live on the streets and I'm a regular Ank Marvin. You stupid elephant's trunk. Now we'll make a whole troop look bad. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just not following this line of logic. If you're living here in the village, why do you live in the streets? Don't you own these houses? McCavity, this one's asking too many questions. That all makes sense. Why can't I live in this nice house with these flower curtains? Oh, look, it's got a flower window box that needs water in it. You're asking too many questions too, Runtum. Such a north and south. Now, methinks it's about time that we take Mr. Smotherford here to our chief sweeper Dagan himself. And you most certainly won't like what he does. Ah, uh, this chief. What is he going to do? Well, he's get you, and then actually, to be frank, I have no clue what he's going to do. Now off he like Richard III. Uh, see here, Frank. I will not be bullied to meet any kind of exploited chief. Even if threatened with physical violence, I will not budge. Oh, he makes some salient points. We should lead with that. Okay, either you follow us, or we beat you with these sweeps and chunks of coal. Lead the way. Now, that was considerably more easy of a method of abduction. I really overthought things there by trying to be sinister and scaring him into following us. I... I feel awful. Don't beat yourself up, mate. We all fall flat on our boat race sometimes. It's just about picking ourselves up by our daisy roots and moving forward. God me loves you, Rumtum Slugger. Uh, am I still following you two, or...? What? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Follow along this bull and cow or I'll rip your uncle back. Hello there, Lord Dagan. We bring ye warm tides and a lot. Why will you disturb me, slumber? It's 3 p.m. I only get up during the evening when the sky is dark. But it's all dark all the time on account of all the soot pumping into the atmosphere over the village. Fair point. Someone fetch me me slippers. I believe I will enjoy some beans and toast out of this rubbish bin here. No time for that, love. We brought a special someone who has been just a ruckus in our old village. Ah, oh, 
So this is Thomas Motherford that has returned home to old Innsmouth and managed to cause all that damage to the inn and the inn's keeper loaf of bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, you did that. I don't say a word, Smotherford. I had a personal beef with that innkeeper. Make a bubble bath of my printer, will you? What? Never mind. Uh, this is getting more and more outlandish by the minute. If you're indeed the man who's in charge of this village, maybe I can finally get some answers about the, the horrible, cursed nature of Inn's mouth. Answers now? That long little Tom Tom wants some answers, is that right? <laughs> Yes? I didn't expect him to say that. Neither was I. Alright, Smotherford, you little Hampton Wick, I'll tell you a tale about how centuries ago, Owen's mouth was a regular old New Scotland town. Uh, then what happened? What? Then what happened? It's called a dramatic or pregnant pose, and you stepped all over him, eh? Now I'm depressed, might as well lay down on the Kermit and sulk until the sleep takes me. It's okay, Lord Dagan, he didn't mean to be so obtuse with your emotional status. I'd apologise if I were you. Quick, someone get Dagan his Rosie Lee, that'll cheer him right up. Anyway, let's get to brass tacks. Dagon was trying to tell you that the chimney sweeps made a pact with the locals to keep their rooftop snake as long as they could breed with their woman to propagate our chimney sweep race. Much like Caliban in the Tempest. Thing is, us sweeps live for a very long time on the count of our organs being preserved by the creosote. So all the folk of this village slowly dead off and we just took over here. My God, how abhorrent! It's not so bad, really. You get used to it. In fact, I'd like to think I've created an art of cleaning a chimney. And know what? As long as I have a song in me art, I'll have a song... I mean, the forced breeding. Now that's sick. Oh, right, yeah. That is a pretty terrible thing we do. Well, it's either that, or we start casually dating the townsfolk. And me afraid that I have too many social anxieties to overcome for that to happen anytime soon. That and I'm a horrible monster of the night. Indeed we be. Very soon, though, we'll run out of town folk who want to kick and prance, so we'll need to spread ourselves out. To any town there's a chimney, we must fly and then multiply. You see, all those that lie with a sweep and have a little basin of gravy after that, well, their child is doomed to carry on the sweet bloodline. Do you follow? Uh, yes, I do, but slow up. I'm trying to jot all this down. Really great-sided material for my paper. Now, tell me, what is your full Christian name? Oh, it's Martin C. McGill. And mine's Rumford Theodore Ota. H-O-L-T-E-R. There we go. Well, that just about piques my curiosity. Now to see when that bus is coming back so I can flee this horrid village and notify the proper authorities about your actions in the area and turn in this term paper. A little discouraged I'll have to change the title, but my thesis holds true. God really must be waiting to smite you any minute now, so I should be on my way.
Ain't that typical? Smotherford talking down to his own kind, thinking he's all high and mighty. Well, you are all four foot even, so it's impossible not to talk down. Wait, what do you mean by that, own kind? Yes, Smotherford, your own kind. You didn't let us finish our elaborate story. Rude. All the folk of Innsmouth had committed to the pact and agreed to stay, but after a while, one family got cold feet and decided to skip town, and then another, and then another, and then they stayed for a short time at this lovely gated community, but the neighbours were far too gabby. So they lived there, it was, well, it, well, at least that's what I heard. And that family was one of the oldest in the village. Founding members, really. A family whose surname you share. No, no, that's a lie. A filthy lie. Now let me hear you out. It's true, Thomas. You ever wonder why all the older male members of your family disappeared mysterious up a chimney? There's a logical explanation for that. My mother told me they were all Santa Clauses. Oh, oh, wait. You got the bloodline of the sweeps in your smotherford. Once you reach adulthood, the urge starts to take over. You'll start cleaning stovetops real extra. Then you're a sweep. The transition is not as gradual as you think. But wait, when do I reach adulthood? Are you old enough to vote, but still too young to rent a car? Yes. It's only a matter of bird line, mate. This can't be real. I just want to run, run, run as fast as I can from this place. Oh, God. <laughs> you cannot deny your fake baker's dozen, even when you're fine, thinky doos you can't escape from. I was running away during my evil platitude. And so I ran. And I ran. And then I did a little light cycling into a 15-minute leisurely jog until I made it over to the next county. In the coming weeks, I tried pleading with every government authority and law enforcement agency I could contact to investigate and break up the horrible doings of the people of Innsmouth. Alas, my pleas fell on deaf ears. The only group that decided to follow up with an actual investigation was Boy Scout Troop 351, which, if you keep up with the papers, are still missing. Oh, dear stepfather, it's true. It's true. My whole nightmarish tale is true, but everyone thinks I'm mad. Mad, 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 mad. But I know what I saw. And I fear it's only a matter of time before these invaders of the roof come for us all and subjugate the entire human race to their strange cockney ways. The hour is late for me, my dear stepdaddy, for the curse is starting to take me now as well. The bloodline of the sweep courses through my veins just like every male member of the Smotherford family who mysteriously disappeared up a chimney. I should have known those stories were kind of ginger beer. Slowly I can feel myself getting twisted around the house. Tell me, Mum, I love her, and tell her chim nice and filthy. Claw. Tommy S'mores. There you have it, listeners. A strangely heartwarming tale from the slanted hallway 
where a grown man is reconnected with a childhood toy that has come to life to teach him the me- oh, wait, I'm sorry. That's the wrong wrap-up for this episode. This is the one about the chimney sweeps, right? Well, anyway, it was pretty creepy, I guess. Well done to Mr. Kevin Lovecraft for that tale, but equally, shame on you, including a bus driver in this story who reminded me of my dead Uncle Larry. Sure, he kissed up too hard on the cheek, but he made family Christmas parties a real blast. Tune in next week, dear listeners, for a tale about a grown man that is reconnected with a childhood toy that comes to life to teach him the meaning uh, of life is all a dream because he actually died in a snow globe called Willoughby. That's the way they wrote it, and I'm not being paid to fix it anymore. Good night, dear listeners. Wait, why is the snow globe called... Ah, whatever.